Welcome to another edition of Rise of Lacrosse. On today's show, we have what is to be the most decorated lacrosse athlete on the planet. She grew up in Maryland, is a multi-sport athlete, won four state championships in high school, only losing one game. Went on to play for the University of Maryland, where she won three conference championships, played in four consecutive NCAA championship games, won two NCAA national titles, happens to be the youngest woman to ever win the Tewarton Award, was also a three-time consecutive Tewarton Award winner, went on to play for Team USA, was a gold winner, gold medal winner in the FIL World Cup and World Games, made the all-world team, today plays for the New York fight in the WPLL, and is the founder and CEO of Taylor Cummings Lacrosse. And I think with that, I've given away who our guest is. <laughs> Taylor, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. I've given a little bit of your accolades and, and some of the things that you've done in your storied career as a lacrosse player, but tell the audience a little bit more about you. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on. You know, I um, am a currently a lacrosse player, have been for quite some time, but um, really just love athletics in general. I grew up playing soccer and basketball and gymnastics and ice skating and field and uh, roller hockey and so sports have been a huge a huge part of my life um, they've been able to kind of teach me a lot of life lessons and um, you know being in the position I am now where I'm still playing but I'm also a coach um, and then um, with um, you know everyone I see in my camps and clinics I now get to watch kind of younger kids find their passion and find their way through lacrosse, through lacrosse and through sport, which is really, really cool. No, that's fantastic. So put your put yourself in the shoes of a, a D1 lacrosse uh, coach and, mm-hmm. and, and you, you're, you have the opportunity to see a lot of young players, uh, both through your camps and clinics and obviously through high school. What are some of the things from an advice perspective would you give these young players in terms of if you if you want to chase your dreams and play Mm -hmm. at the highest level possible? What are the things that you need to do today to prepare yourself to play at those levels? Yep. Um, You know, I think in terms of like what coaches are looking for, um, first of all, they're looking, you know, lacrosse skills wise. Are they athletic? Can they run fast? Are they quick? Do they have good stick work? Um, I think what sets a lot of players apart, even on field, are, you know, the intangibles, their lacrosse IQ. Can um, they think two or three steps ahead? Are they a good teammate? Do they cheer on their teammates? Um, How do they react to mistakes? Do they put their head down, swing their stick? Or do they hustle after the ground ball um, and cheer their teammates on, even though they might not be having the best day? So I think in terms of what they look on on field, there's a lot of lacrosse skill, but then there's a lot of like personality, teamwork, like those kinds of traits that they also look for because those are the kinds of kids that they want in their programs. Um, Off field, you know, in the classroom, they're looking for kids who are dedicated to their schoolwork and who have good grades. Um, You know, lacrosse is a budding occupation and Hopefully when a lot of our younger girls are in in college and beyond, there's a way to make a lot of money playing lacrosse and professionally and make a living out of it. But right now, um, that's not really the case. And so, you know, they have to be able to go to school and get an education and work. And if they have good grades and they're diligent in the classroom, that usually means they're going to be diligent, you know, on the field and in that in the locker room as well. 
Um, so I think when, when I think about like what to tell the younger kids, it's focus on what you can control, focus on the things that you can control day in and day out and make sure you have a passion for it and that you love what you do and you love who you do it with. Um, because I think that passion is something that coaches can see pretty outright and they can tell a kid who's got, they can tell the difference between a kid who's, you know, dragged to a tournament by mom and dad and <laughs> dragged to camp. And then a kid who's super excited to be there and just loves to play. And that's what coaches want at the end of the day. They want kids who love to play and want to be there and be the best version of themselves to help the team be the best version of itself. Wow, that's great. That's There's a lot to unpack there. One of the things that I love about your website, taylorcummingslacrosse.com, is you've highlighted a quote by Michael Jordan that says, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. You've obviously had a ton of opportunity and, and experience winning championships. And certainly mm-hmm. given your personal skill, there's no doubt about it. You've got, you've got the skill and the lacrosse IQ, but talk a little bit about that teamwork and that lacrosse IQ as it relates to winning championships. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I, I played, been so fortunate to play for some of the best coaches in the country um, throughout, you know, my middle school, high school, college, pro US. Um, I've really been very fortunate. And one common thing that I've found through all of my teams um, is that our coaches always stress that you don't win this alone and you don't lose alone and that you know every goal is a result of every action by every person on the team and getting a mentality where being on a team where mental the mentality is you, you don't care who scores and you don't care who assists and you don't care who gets the ground balls and you're just focused on winning and working together those those have been the most successful teams i've been on um and that is on field and then it's also off field you know having your back having your teammates back and knowing they have yours and trusting that they're going to be there um and help you when you fall and pick you up when you fall um on and off the field is crucial to a team's success um, my favorite quote by my coach kathy reese was if you win in the locker room, you win on the field. Hmm. And that just goes right into that team atmosphere, that family atmosphere and culture that she created created, and still has at Maryland. Um, and I think that's something that I try to emulate with my McDonough team um, and the teams I'm still a part of today. That's fantastic. I saw I saw a quote recently on Instagram for the for the men's lacrosse program at University of Maryland. I'm just wondering if this is a common theme inside of the school itself or cross athletics, but it's all about teamwork and it's all about, like you said, it's that camaraderie and that chemistry that exists on and off the field that allows players to remove the selfish aspects of the game and just play as a team and a unit. And mm-hmm. certainly it's it's I think it's proving itself uh, in terms of win loss record. Uh, which isn't the only thing you measure success against, but uh, it's it's one of the things on paper that is very evident about uh, University of Maryland's athletic program. Yeah, I mean, when you our men and women's programs have been um, incredibly consistent, you know, figures in Final Fours and national championships the last decade, and um, you know, I think they just put an emphasis on you know working together. They're in a 
they're in a great situation and it's a tough situation at the same time where you're getting a lot of kids who come onto campus and they're they're the big fish and they're the top dog and you have eight or nine of those coming in in a class and that can sometimes spell trouble and it can sometimes be amazing and what the coach Tillman and coach Reese have really done is found a way to get people who are the top dog who are used to being the top dog not caring about you know themselves but caring about the success of their team and working together towards a common goal and realizing that if it's just about them it's they're not going to accomplish their common goal which are you know big 10 championships and national championships and I think Tillman and Kathy are two of the best in the game at kind of whittling that down to you're either in for the team or you're out Mm. that's that's very cool it's so true going back to all of the teams that you've played on over the course of your career if you could identify one particular season or one particular team which of all of the many stand out to you and why um I've been really fortunate to play on a lot of really good teams but I think my 2014 or 2013 to 2014 Maryland team was probably um, the coolest team to be a part of and experience to be a part of um, the year before we had lost in the national championship 13 to 12 triple overtime sudden death lost to Carolina um, and not only did we lose the game but we lost attacker of the year midfielder of the year defender of the year and um we weren't really expected to be much good. I think we were ranked like six or seven, I think, uh, which is, you know, in the last decade, probably the lowest Maryland's gotten in a preseason poll. Um, So that's something to kind of take that with a grain of salt. But um, we weren't really expected to, you know, be top dog in the ACC. It was our last year in the ACC and we weren't really expected to even come close to a final four. And, um, we ended up bringing in a really talented freshman class who came in with, you know, a hunger and a fire and an almost like naive innocence about them where they didn't understand that people doubted us and they just were excited to play. And we had great junior and senior leadership step up and we ended up winning the AC. We ended up winning the big uh, regular season uh, ACC championship and the, and the national championship that year with a team that many doubted, but that our, our, our circle, our family, our Maryland group didn't. And so I think that was really cool to not, not so much be an underdog, but to have a lot of doubts coming from the outside sources, but be a part of something where you, you kind of blocked that out and knew that it didn't outside of voices and opinions didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then to kind of prove them wrong and win, everything that year um was really cool and it what made it even better was that we had a team who just loved each other and loved to play and that's Kathy's quote after the end of the game she said you know they just love each other they came to practice every day excited to play and get better and they knew we could do it and so I think that was probably out of every team I've been on the best one socially culturally and then just obviously like win-wise. So, so the, I mean, if you were to unpack and summarize the characteristics of that team, would mm-hmm. you say there was a level of trust? Uh, there was a level of camaraderie that just was unrivaled 
mm-hmm. based on other teams that you've played with. Um, yep. And just the team trust, trust, camaraderie. Um, I think like a silent hunger as well. Mm. Um, that's kind of what put it apart, put that team apart for us. You know, we didn't talk about the national championship loss, um, even though everyone else was. was um, we kind of let that fuel our fire, and I think that the trust in one another and that belief that you know we could do it no matter what was huge for us that year. That's that's very cool. So pivoting just a little bit if you had an opportunity to create your dream team and you you start with three players who who are those who are your first three picks oh gosh um kayla trainer um she's just an unbelievable athlete lacrosse player magician (laughs) um she's somebody who you know we we played against each other a ton and we were in the same grade. And so um, I played against her all the time in college. And then to play with her on the U.S. team was just so special, I think, for both of us. And we realized how fun it was to play with each other instead of against each other. And so she'd definitely be my number one pick. Absolutely. Um, Defender-wise, I'd have to go Alice Mercer. Um, she's an unbelievable athlete. I've played with Alice um, since AAU basketball, I think in sixth grade or seventh grade. Um, so we've known each other for forever. Um, and she's just an unstoppable defender. She sparks so much transition. She's the voice and the heartbeat of the defense, whatever defensive unit she's on. Um, and then goalie wise, I'd have to go with Meg Tay. Um, Megan Mm -hmm. Taylor just won the tour and first goalie ever to win the tour. Um, and what I think sets Meg Taylor apart from so many other goalies is she has such a short memory. And, you know, when a goalie go, when a goal goes in, it's out and it's the next play. I never saw her get down on herself or frustrated or, and then, you know, go off on other teammates. It was, she had such a confidence and still has such a confidence about her and is one of the happiest people I know and just best teammates. So those would be the three I would, I would start my dream team with. That's a great lineup. I love it. Um, <laughs> as it relates to, you know, up and coming high school players yep. who will make a name for themselves as they get into the college ranks. Who do you like out there? Who are you seeing? You know, I have the, I have the privilege of coaching at my alma mater, um, McDonough. And so I see a ton of talented kids um, throughout, you know, our IAM play our league play and then when we go play elsewhere um you know i think wurzberger from american heritage um she's a unc commit she's tricky and flashy and sharp and can feed she can dodge she can take the hits even for being you know a a smaller stature um i think she's gonna do really well at carolina she's already played in u19s um, we play her this year. We will be playing American Heritage for the second time. And Caitlin did really well against us last year as well. So, um, you know, I think she's she's set. I think she's the number one recruit going into college. And gratefully so. She's very talented. Um, I have a couple of seniors on my team who go into Penn State, Duke, UNC. We have so many. T- Michigan, we have so many talented players. And, wow. Um, yeah, and I'm very fortunate to coach such a talented class, but they're also incredible kids and 
great teammates. So I think they're going to make a splash as well. Um, I think you're just seeing what really makes me excited coaching at the high school level is you can see that they have passion for it and that they're so excited about going to college and playing and realizing that there's a pro league now in U.S. And so they have so much exposure to the next level than I did growing up. And Mm -hmm. so you can just see there they don't consider it like an obligation to go work out extra or go hit the wall. They're just excited to continue getting better. And those are the kids who end up doing really well in college because throughout college, you keep getting better and you have to, if you're going to succeed. Agreed. That's important. Well, let's, let's talk about Taylor Cummings lacrosse. Like you're sponsored by Under Armour and Red Bull, which is in and of itself amazing. Hmm. Um, What do you see as kind of the future for you and as it relates to some of the camps and clinics that you have on your on your schedule for the yep. upcoming summer I mean what do you focus on with these camps and clinics what are you excited about mm-hmm. what is what are some of the common themes that you typically tend to share with with the players and the participants in these camps so um, I'm really fortunate because my job is basically traveling around the country growing the game and that's been my passion so I've been able to hit not only hot spots, you know, Maryland, North Carolina, or Maryland, New New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, but really gotten to go to the West Coast, the Midwest, to the South, um, and to see lacrosse booming all over the country is just, it's so exciting to see, and that means we're doing something right, and that people are interested. Um, In terms of what I focus on, you know, each camp's a little different. Sometimes they're offensive camps, sometimes they're defensive, sometimes they're draw. Uh, But, you know, the common theme throughout is that focusing on your fundamentals and on the little details makes a huge difference. Mm. Um, Whether it's footwork, whether it's stick work, and you're focusing on, you know, switching up your hand positioning or shooting, focusing on getting your hips going towards cage instead of away. Just little things make a huge difference. And I think they're the things, along with work ethic, that set good players apart from great. And so that's something that I try to, you know, drill into their heads throughout our 90-minute, two-hour session. Um, and then, you know, I've started to do elite midi camps with Marie McCool, who's my U.S. teammate and one of my best friends. And we're focusing on, you know, the two-way midfielder. And there's it's rare nowadays. There aren't very many two-way mm-hmm. midfielders in college anymore. And... Uh, focusing you know that's double the detail and that's double the the work and being sure you know you're confident on both ends and so we try to kind of harp on that again through those camps um whether you're you know on the draw circle or on the offensive end or the defensive end or you're working through transition like there are little details that matter in each category that if you can harp on and you can kind of successfully add that to your arsenal and your lacrosse IQ that improves and then everything's a little easier and you're much more dangerous and so that's kind of the common theme um, in terms of on-field stuff and then off-field like in terms of like their the attitude and like what I want them to be thinking about it's at the end of the day this is a game and it's supposed to be fun and you're supposed to be enjoying what you do and so often I see kids where you know, they're 12, 13 years old, and not only are they specializing in lacrosse already, 
but mm-hmm. it's become a job and they're not excited about it and they're not enjoying it and they're not enjoying, you know, going to camps or even going to practices. And that's a real concern for me as a coach, because then, you know, like either their heart's not in it or they're just doing too much. And so mm-hmm. I try to try to, I try to, um, you know, show that, tell them, you know, I still have fun. Like I'm 25 years old. I've been playing for almost 20 years. Like <laughs> I get, super excited 99% of the time when I pick up a stick and I get to go play or I get to go to the gym and work out. Are there days that I don't? Yes. Like that, just like with anything, people love their jobs, but there's days they don't want to go to work. Um, but for like the consistent kind of future and consistently in the past, I've loved every single, mostly every single second. And so that's what I try to show them is like, you can still work hard, but you need to be able to work hard and have fun. And if you're not, then it's time to reevaluate. So true. Very good advice. As a, as a matter of fact, in most of your social posts, it's interesting to note that you're typically smiling. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's just, um, it shows that you enjoy what you do. Uh, it shows that there's a passion and a love for it. Um, and it radiates in, in your countenance. And I think, um, you know, I've, to- I've told folks that I've coached in the past as well as when you stop enjoying the sport of lacrosse and what it means to you, then it's probably time to pick something else up um, because you, exactly. you, you just can't get better. If, it's, if, it, if it feels like work, if it feels like, feels like a chore, uh, you're just not going to have the drive necessary to continue to get better. So such, exactly. such good advice. Um, let me finish with this final question. As you kind of think about where lacrosse is going, going over the next five, 10 years, what do you think will Mm -hmm. be the biggest change that we see in the game? Um, that's actually a really good question. I, my hope is that, you know, the rules, particularly on the women's side, there's so many different rules at each level from middle school to high school to college to pro to U.S. to soon to be Olympic. Um, There's so many different rules. And so hopefully, obviously, you know, our youth rules need to, the biggest concern is safety. Um, And it is safety kind of throughout. But, um, you know, as we get into sort of the middle school, high school, college realm in particular, having the same set of rules, I think would one, help referees a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's difficult to know five or six different rule books I can't imagine um but two I think it'll help outside viewers be able to understand what's going on a little better um soccer pretty much has the same rules basketball pretty much has the same rules and so when you get to lacrosse sometimes it's it just changes at different levels and so getting on the same board particularly with middle school high school pro I think I mean middle school high school college I think will be helpful um and then, you know, my hope is that, you know, in a few years we're in the Olympics and it's probably going to be a smaller sided game just because of the numbers required at Olympics and the money that's involved in getting, you know, a 20 person roster there as opposed to 12. Mm-hmm. But um, some form of lacrosse in the Olympics, I think, would be a huge statement for our sport to say, you know, we're here. We've we've arrived. We've been here. But now, you know, internationally, we're on a stage where we can compete and show you a version of our game that we love and that is so near and dear to to so many people. That's great. Well, Taylor, I just want to say thank you on behalf of Rise of Lacrosse and the Rise of Lacrosse community. Um, 
You've been phenomenal and just a wonderful guest to have on the show. Uh, a quick plug for TaylorCummingsLacrosse.com. You can find all of Taylor's upcoming uh, camps and clinics to schedule along with uh, multiple blog posts, breaking down things as it relates to how to become a pro women's lacrosse player to um, LaxCon 2018 training tips, uh, just phenomenal information on here. Uh, we want to con- uh, we want to congratulate you on your success, your continued success. Wish you thank you all the best in the world, um, and just a reminder that uh, you can you can find the Rise of the Cross podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Just search Rise of the Cross on Instagram at Rise of the Cross as well. And um, again, we we appreciate the time this this morning, and uh, we we hope to stay in touch. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Taylor. Bye. Bye.